0: Empower Radio presents Art as Worship with Vanessa Lowry. Welcome to Art as Worship. Each week we feature stories of artists and explore their process of creation. I'm your host, Vanessa Lowry, and I'm thankful that you're joining me. On this show, I talk with artists of various faiths, working in a wide range of mediums, on the common theme of how they use inspiration and creativity as an expression of their spirituality. Learn how their art is an expression of their own connection to however they name God, Jehovah, Allah, Source, the Universe, the Great Mystery, or something else. My hope is that these stories will inspire your creative efforts and your own spiritual expression. My guest today is Robert Hovey. He began dancing as a teenager in St. Paul, Minnesota. At the age of 18, he traveled to Europe to join the Royal Ballet of Belgium. After coming back to the United States, he toured as a principal dancer with the Tennessee Festival Ballet and Nevada Dance Theater. Returning to Europe, he danced in nearly every country. In 1993, Robert opened a ballet school in Kiel, Germany, where he taught dance and choreographed many ballets. In 2000, he toured Russia with his dancers from six different countries and was presented an award for the promotion of cultural relations by the Russian government. Robert now lives in Minnesota, where he occasionally teaches and choreographs and is attempting to improve as an artist by painting. He has a son, Liam, and a daughter, Olivia. Welcome, Robert.
1: Well, welcome to you.
0: (laughs) I'm glad that you're on the show with us today. Well, thanks for having me. So, at what point in your life did you start thinking of yourself as an artist and how did you get interested in dance
1: Well um all my brothers were uh, really really good at, uh, at athletics and uh, one was is a champion pole vaulter and the other one is a champion wrestler the other one in football and um i just wanted to do something different from them and also i wanted to aggravate my parents <laughs> um yeah uh, because there was great expectations that that i um be athletic, and I was very athletic as a dancer.
0: So how did and you? My,
1: my brother Mike, uh, he took uh, dance for a year as part of a theater class at the uh, University of Mankato, and I went to see it. And I thought I can do that, and uh, um, the ratio of, of men to women was pretty good too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've always thought that that got that men that got involved in dance as teenagers were, were really smart because they got to hang out with the really beautiful athletic women. That's
1: right. Very, That's right. very often I would be the only man in the room.
0: <laughs> so I know by the age of 18, you were already in Europe touring um, and part of a ballet company over there. So what, at what age did you actually start dancing?
1: At uh, Well, kind of at 14, but that was like one time a week. And uh, at 16 um i took it very seriously took multiple classes every day and worked very hard to get ahead and it just uh i got theater struck and uh, so and that kind of set me apart of course in high school um but i i, I felt good uh, being set apart being different and uh, because none of the other boys in, in high school danced and i just uh, like i said i was theater struck and at 18 I can't even remember if, um, if I went to my own graduation, because uh, uh, shortly after I just got on a plane and said I'm going to make it, and um, I got a job right away, which is uh, I was really lucky. It was really very lucky in Belgium, and uh, yeah, that uh, I just never looked back.
0: So, how was it different when you were dancing with with companies? Over in Europe, than when you were dancing with companies here in the United States. I know that you've done both.
1: Well, the the work is the same. Um, that uh, it's I think it's a little more accepted there. That it's a it's a kind of a way of life. And uh, in the in the states, you know, if you tell someone you're you're a dancer and they say, yeah, you know, but what do you do for work? It's uh, it's not taken as a serious you know, job. And, and I'm generalizing there because that's not always the case. But,
0: but I imagine uh, that's the case with a lot of artists. That when they, when people ask what they do, and they tell them whatever their particular art is, that you know there's a there's a segment of society that doesn't really think that that's work. They think that that's just play.
1: Exactly. But uh, I can promise you that it is a lot of work.
0: <laughs> so, so, at what point did you decide that you wanted to start exploring the choreography side? and teaching side of this art of dance?
1: Well, um, pretty much from the beginning um, I was uh, teaching because there's always need for uh, good classes and it's a way to make extra money money on the side. And the choreography, um, basically when I'd get a group together and uh, they were good and um, that filled the need, uh, especially when I had my, uh, my ballet school in, in Kiel that he uh, train the dancers and train the dancers. And if they if they don't uh, see what they can do, because it's, it's theater, it's not just taking classes, and I'd get a group together and we'd put on a show. Like uh, 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 Mickey Rooney building a barn and putting on a show. And, <laughs> and if it's good, then people come. And that uh, that caught the attention of, of the city of Kiel. That... Uh, the ambassadors they asked me to get a troop together and they'd pay for the bus and we'd do a tour, tour of russia and uh, that was very successful
0: and so with that particular tour was it the same show that you did multiple times in different cities that you were doing yes. the same show but just moving from city to city
1: yes yes and uh, it was very interesting to see russia and sometimes in very um, were uh, circumstances sometimes on a gymnasium floor sometimes on a uh, a stage built outside out of logs Um, just uh, just very very interesting and uh, what also was interesting was the camaraderie that we Study, um, gene manipulation. It turns out that uh, he was so uh, he was so taken with with uh, touring and, and uh, dancing that he now has his own ballet company, and he, and they're traveling around the United States, uh, uh, putting on great shows.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Well, I'm I've always wondered with a performer how when they do the same show multiple times how they keep it fresh how do you how do you do that how do you do the same show uh, yes. in different well,
1: that's, that's that's the artwork in, involved is uh bringing yourself to the to the to that point that because if i give someone steps um and they do it the same they just do it steps like a machine um that's that's not artwork that's being a machine um but uh, if you do the, the same show over and over it's kind of like to improve on it you try to bring more to it you try to express yourself in a different way um you don't even have to because uh, it's so when when i do a show i don't know what's going to happen i don't know if it's going to be i'm going to slip i don't know if i'm going to get injured Um, i don't know how the audience will respect what i have to say to them Um, so it's always a different experience it's always a different show
0: and so do you have a process that you use to kind of get into that space of being ready to perform?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. That, uh, if, um, if you look in a, in a theater in the wings, someone re- ready to come on, very often you'll see um, them make a sign of the cross. And you'd think that dances uh, weren't, weren't religious. But they know that anything can happen. And they're and they're hoping for the best. It's kind of, it's kind of like an athlete, and you watch the Olympics, and you see people making the final cross, because he's saying, "Okay, I've trained and I've trained and I've trained. I've done everything I can to be prepared. Um, but now, let's now it's just uh, in someone else's hands."
0: So was that was that different for how you did it personally versus when you were teaching other dancers? Um, to dance well, and to get ready. I,
1: when I was dancing, that uh, I'm kind of like the paintbrush. I'm, I'm not making anything up, except I'm trying to bring. I'm trying to be the best best paintbrush I can, uh, so that that uh, the artwork is created. Uh, when I was choreographing, then um, I would stand in front of uh, a blank canvas and and try hope for some kind of inspiration and pull from experience, pull from um, feelings, uh, and also pull from what do I want to say with this? Do I want to um, convey happiness or love or romance or um, anger? And then uh, see what flows.
0: So when you're doing a choreography for a dance, how much do you have to adjust your choreography to fit the skill of the dancer's that are going to be performing?
1: Well, I always I had to, yeah, I, I would. Um, but everyone brings something special. Um, a teacher of mine they used to say uh, that, uh, because very often in a large ballet school, let's say San Francisco Ballet or New York City Ballet, they can pick the dancers to look exactly like what they want, all the same height, um, same legs. Um, I went to an audition, I think, for New York City Ballet one time, and he had everyone stand in first position. That's that's basically just what the legs turned out, and he and he just told half of the, the room to go, because on that that was a whole audition because he wanted uh, some cookie cutters. Um, me, uh, my school wasn't of uh, international renown. Um, I worked with maybe 300 dancers in the school, and I saw um, people with. Different emotions, different uh, capabilities. Different, you know. Maybe one is athletic, one is uh, lyrical, and and work w- with that. I think that's, I think that's a more rewarding way to
0: work. So, when you've created a choreography for the dancers that that fit them, then if you perform it again um, with different dancers, do you find that you need to make some adjustments oh yeah, to def- that? Oh, I
1: would definitely adapt it to their abilities and their strengths and I remember uh, I, uh, when I first went, no, when I second time I went to Europe, um, I was auditioning around, and afterwards I, I put on my glasses, because I didn't dance with the bar, and I put on my glasses and went to talk to the director, and he hired me. He said, I look intellectual, <laughs> <laughs> and he was hiring for Hamlet, and he wanted a, an intellectual um, Hamlet, and so um it, he he saw something in me um and it wasn't because because i could do the splits or it wasn't because i um could jump high it was uh, he worked on intellectual quality and we made it darn good Hamlet.
0: <laughs> so how does your spirituality find expression in your art whether it's the art of dance or i know now you're doing some painting as well how, do, how does your spirituality come out in your art
1: Uh, I have to open myself up to um, a a germ of an idea that uh, if I'm doing Hamlet, I'm doing someone else's steps but what can I bring to that? What can I um, how can I make it mine? That uh, if if another dancer does my role tomorrow um, that he'll do it completely differently and opening oneself up um, because nothing comes from nothing And if I, if I'm a robot uh, without, without a spirit, without an idea how to make it mine, um, there's no creativity at all. And I think that's what it's about. It's about letting, cultivating uh, an idea, and and uh, being open and responsive to forces outside our body.
0: So, I love that comment that you made of nothing comes from nothing, and that you know, you're opening yourself up to these ideas. How do you, um, when you're getting ready to choreograph a dance, where do your ideas come from? Where do you find that you get inspiration?
1: Well, it, it's um, after years of dancing um, that I've had very good examples, and that the idea has to come as the spring from somewhere. And if if I want to express love, then I I think, what would I do um, if I were in love? Or if I want to express um, anger, I would have to uh, make the steps and the motions fit uh, the emotion.
0: So do you have a... um an ideal age group of of dancers that you like to work with?
1: No, no, I don't actually. That, uh, like I say, if, uh, if I were in a cookie cutter school, um, and I and they, they train excellent dancers, by the way, but that you have to be a certain age, you have to be a certain height, you have to be you have to be what the director was looking for. In fact, I've uh, had directors that that uh, have told a 16-year-old she was too old. Wow. And and she was a wonderful dancer. But they wanted to, to form her from a 12-year-old or something. And I disagree with that. I've choreographed dances for adults, for mature women. Um, uh, our school in uh, Germany, I didn't work with the, the, the small children very much because they didn't really want a man uh, teaching the small children but uh, I work with every age uh, from 10 up. And um, I thought uh, bringing out their individuality was my job. That they come, they would come to me and I would see um, mature women that uh, had a dance in their hearts. I mean, we all dance. And it's, it's a, such a natural thing. And they all uh, could dance, but they couldn't all dance the same. Uh, if it's a mature woman, I'm not going to have her uh, do a can-can. And if it's a small child, I'm not going to have them uh, put on a bikini. <laughs> so everyone's individual, and I think everyone has the ability to dance.
0: So have, have you worked with um, with many people that don't have any experience in dancing before they start working with you?
1: Yes, I, I taught to several... Uh, uh beginner classes uh in uh, in Germany. I usually I have kind of high standards to go I let on stage so I tried to um I would wait till they're proficient before I put them in front of a public. A uh, paying public. Right. So yeah, that uh, people dance for different reasons, uh, for fitness, um to express themselves. Um you know, so, maybe a social group uh, that wants to go out afterwards. Uh, and I appreciate that.
0: Well, and you and I are connected on Facebook. And I and you shared a story on Facebook recently about um, your son being in a class and teaching the children about, you know, ha- having their hands be soft like they were holding a butterfly. Yeah. Can you talk about yeah, that story? It's,
1: it's a really good. Uh, it's a really good story. And, uh, and I have witnesses. That uh, I was, uh, we're sitting on the floor. There's a group of small children, and they're, they're beginners. And we do something to to, um, to work on on the, how a ballet hand is, and that's it's usually with the, the middle finger, uh, almost touching uh, the thumb. And so we'd uh, we we called it our aerial dance because the aerial the uh, mermaid was popular at the time, and we're sitting on the floor. Uh, kind of in what the we call the swastika um, and we play in the water with our hands so moving the water back and forth and back and forth and then we would look it up and see a butterfly and uh, they would lightly reach out in the air stretch their arm and and hold on to that butterfly but very very gently because the wings are so delicate and
0: and these were butterflies they were imagining they were imagining the butterfly. right they were
1: but it would give them a long arm and they're already stretching by being i just told the story i might be making it up but um but my son was in the class and he still to this day wonders how i did that
0: (laughs) it's good for kids to think that their dad can create magic yeah that's awesome (laughs) so did you do you find that there's a lot of um when you were telling that story about you know holding things very lightly i i know that it just made me think that there's a lot of times in our, in our lives that that would be a benefit to kind of hold on to something lightly. Um, have you found that that's the case with some of the other artwork that you create as well, that, that having that lighter touch is is a benefit to you?
1: That's right. That's right. And you can't, you can't force, uh, art. I mean, you you can't, um, you can't make it happen. Um, it, it comes to you, you bring what you can to it. And, um, if I were um, an artist that churned something out, and there are there are um, people that do that that do it as almost like an industry, I think that um, that is I think is the wrong way to go about, and in the end you wonder if you can even call it art, and that's and especially because dancers are very strong. They they may look delicate, but they're very very strong, and. It goes for men and women. And, but we don't go to the theater to see how hard it is. We go to the theater to see how light, uh, how easily they make it look. And that's, I think, uh, I think a nice contrast. And if we wanted to see how hard it was, maybe we go to a, to a sporting event. And just being difficult doesn't uh, give us value
0: i think that's a very good point i my husband and i um are fans of this so you think you can dance and if and a few seasons ago they put some of the dancers through rigorous tests that they used with olympic athletes and the dancers were at the top level of every single one of the tests and i think even the researchers were surprised at you know how strong in all areas these dancers were
1: absolutely absolutely well this, um, we train um day long and uh, the boys i remember one audition in berlin um, that the first thing that uh, they did to separate um, this large group of men was uh, have them pick up a piano over their head
0: oh my goodness oh wow <laughs> yeah.
1: and and then whoever was you know it's like On the diagonal, and they had to um, run, 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 and do an assemblé, so a a straight-legged jump on top of the piano, and that weeded a lot of the boys out.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) uh,
1: That's—they don't. That was only one time, and I remember it because it was so strange. But, uh, (laughs) but you know, I've had to lift ballerinas. almost as much as me very often yeah because i'm not that tall
0: <laughs> and you made it look easy i'm and,
1: sure uh, absolutely there's no grunting
0: <laughs> so how and has if,
1: there, if you grunt the ballerina is going to let you know about it
0: that's right <laughs> not good <laughs> from all kinds of levels <laughs> so how has your art affected your spiritual evolution or how has your spiritual evolution affected the way you approach art
1: I think uh, that uh, when I first started, and actually, you know, maybe my first performance even, I didn't expect it to hit me. It was almost like an outer body experience, like I wasn't even doing it. That uh, since then, um, I, I the more I did it, the more I realized how difficult it was, and how how I had to bring something more to it than just do the steps that i had to rely on creativity and inspiration and and ho- hopefully they wouldn't disappear on me Not to that point yet I'm still pretty shy about showing anyone my stuff um, because it's not I don't have the feeling just yet that it's evolved enough but when I when I do when I know what's right um, then it'll be because you know I have the feeling inside that it's right
0: and did you ever feel that way with your dance that you got to a point that you felt comfortable doing that in yes. front of other people yes,
1: all, you know, although we're never so hopeless to be um, complacent um, and, and you always had to keep up a, a very high level of physical uh, fitness that but it was something that was very familiar and that you could it was almost like on an autopilot and when it gets to that point I think then it's like something else takes over and then it does become a conversation and that so I, I felt
0: So do, you fi- do you find that w- with your choreography as well, that it's a conversation for you when you're...
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that With my choreography, I think if... I'm not really caring um, if the public likes me. Uh, what I'm caring about is, can I get a message over to them? And uh, so many times in, that you just feel like you're connected with the public, like they um, they respond uh, to you, and you um, are energized by them. And it uh, it really can be a very intimate um, event uh, with thousands of people taking uh, taking part.
0: And I've heard other Remember performers it? say that 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 energy from the audience can oh. really affect the way that their performance goes. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Well, you know, you you hear comedians, for instance, uh, say oh, it's a really tough crowd tonight. Well, they they just get worse and worse and worse, uh, telling worse jokes. That uh, if it's a funny crowd, I mean, a, a happy crowd, then um, the comedian is is more energized to make funnier jokes. I remember in uh, Nashville, dancing with Tennessee Festival Ballet, that we were doing school performances, and. Uh, We'd do uh, two school performances a day, and the kids would be bused into this big theater. And um, without, without hesitation, I mean, the kids probably just thought, it's great to get off school. Um, uh, that w- During the Black Swan uh, male variation, that uh, the music is, is very, um, very market. Da-dum-bum, da da dum And the, the kids would, would start clapping to the music. And it was thousands of people clapping as doing, the, doing this variation. Yeah, it's a very difficult variation. And it, all, it was almost like uh, like they were making the music, and, and I was jumping to it. It was uh, um, another friend on Facebook, and uh, a very good friend indeed, uh, Rowena, uh, she was uh, dancing in the same production, and she can attest to it that, that, that um, even the dancers... Uh, couldn't wait for that moment when the audience uh, got involved.
0: That's a terrific story. That's wonderful. Well, Robert, thank you for coming on to the show. And can you t- is there a way our listeners can get in touch with you if they want to connect with you?
1: Um, well, they can visit me on Facebook. Because and- I don't have a website. I'm uh, working on a website. But like I said, I don't feel quite confident yet in my... Um, artistic ability
0: with the brush it'll come so if if folks want to come and connect with you on facebook it would be robert r-o-b-e-r-t hovey h-o-v-e-y correct okay well thank you so much for being with us and Oh, well, thank you for having me and it's been wonderful and i um am grateful that we were able to connect and hear about your your journey of dance so um, thank you very much and thank Thank you thank you to our listeners I welcome your suggestions or comments on this or any of our shows you can find links to all of our shows on Empower Radio and on our website artasworship.net please come share your stories of art as worship on our Facebook page which is facebook.com forward slash art as worship or suggest an artist that we should interview listen in next week as we talk with another artist about their creative process and how it connects with their spiritual journey May you have an inspired and creative week. Namaste.